Welcome to Remodel Your Life. We are shining the light on women working in the trades and remodeling their life into something better. Join a female cabinet maker in California in bringing together kitchen remodeling and working with your hands for a living. Welcome your host, Camille Finan. Hey everybody, let's get ready to go on a journey deep into the amazing world of glassblowing. In this series, we're going to peek inside the incredible and fantastical trade of melting sand and spinning it into blown glass. We start our story through the lens of Shannon Morgan, a 25-year veteran, a female glassblower who has worked her way up from the bottom and seen the industry from many, many perspectives. So let's fire up the furnace and get this party started. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. We've got a fantastic guest. I'm Shannon Morgan, who's going to introduce us to the world of glass blowing. And um, I'm super excited about this because she has a ton of experience in this industry in lots of different levels. And she's currently working as a glass blower as well. So, um, and what's unique about this episode is this going to be this is going to be our first on the road episode. So, in addition to this audio recording, I'm going to go out to her shop and we're going to um, she's going to show me a little bit about what she does with video. So you can look forward to that. So, thank you for joining us on the show, Shannon. Today, hey, nice to nice to see you this morning. Yeah, figuratively speaking, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I know a little bit about you. I know you've been in the glass blowing industry for quite a long time. You know, a couple of decades. So, you've got yeah. a lot of experience under your belt. Can you kind of explain to us, um, you know, sort of how you got started and why, and um, sure. and a little bit of your training? Sure. Before I did glass blowing. I actually was a neon artist. I did, I was, they call us neon tube benders. And I had done that, oh, for 10, 11 years, you know, just made small signs, espresso, coffee, you know, those kinds of haircuts, salon, you know, did lighting jobs and was truly, you know, it was very singular, very uh, solitary is an understatement. So, you know, I, I'd, had a lot of success and had my own freedoms and kind of did my own schedule. And I had a little warehouse at the time. And, um, honestly, a friend of mine invited me to come down and see this conference and it was everything glass from fused and slumped to blown glass to, to flame working to neon. And I went to this demonstration at, uh, at the time it was called CCAC and, uh, California school of arts and crafts. And there was this demonstration and I'd really never seen glass glass blowing done in person and so the place was packed and there were these at the time I didn't know but they're they're really famous glass blowers and there was two men and a woman and I watched them for uh two hours nobody really talked they just kind of did their thing and they did this very intricate Italian style latticino all the techniques goblet and Near the last two or three minutes, the it fell and broke into literally a thousand pieces, and everybody gasps. 
And what was interesting was the next thing that happened and everybody very quietly, nobody threw a tantrum or a fit. They just very quietly picked up their pipes and the materials and they started again. And I sat there for probably five hours, just mesmerized. And I, all I could think of was, I don't know what this is, but I want to do this for a very long time. And I came back so inspired from that one demonstration to watch these people. I just was amazed at what the human hand could do, the intricacies. And what I really loved was the back and forth between the three glass blowers. While they may have had different levels of experience, they were all equal in the piece. And, you know, I watched it to fruition where they finished it and it was just breathtaking. I was, I'd never seen anything like it. And so I went back to my friend's house. I had gone down in my little red van at the time and had my little sleeping bag and we hung out and of course we drank beer and had fun and <laughs> talked about all things glass. And, and I just came back and I just decided, I don't know what the heck I just saw, but I got to pursue it. And, you know, it's just that raw emotion mm -hmm. when yeah, you, you see something. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just, I mean, there's nothing else like it when mm -hmm. you have that. And fortunately I was conscious enough to recognize that that was this really cool gift, if you will. And so then I did some research and found out that they had glass blowing at San Francisco State. And I signed up and I think I had to borrow the money from my mom at the time. And I think the class was 600 bucks and, you know, 50 people showed up because glass was just, you know, obviously people had gone to that conference and they were, this was the only public way to learn how to blow glass versus you know, doing an apprenticeship if you could get one. And especially as a woman, that just wasn't happening back then. So I went to the San Francisco State class. I showed up and I was like, he goes, okay, there's 17 spots and I have 12 returning. So there's basically five spots for 50 people. Wow. <laughs> what they did was they just said, well, why don't you go open that furnace door? And, you know, that's how they sorted it out. And it was interesting. He comes around the room and he asked, he before we did this test of opening this 2000 degree furnace, they said, he goes, well, why are you here? And I said, well, sir, I'm supposed to be here. And, and he goes, oh, <laughs> and he kind of, and we were, you know, I, at the time I was 35 for mm -hmm. God's sakes. And I was hanging out, this was a class of 20 year olds and 25 and, you know, and, and so I was a little out of place, but but you kind of claimed I it, which is which yeah. I love, oh. which we talk about on the show all the time. Sometimes you just have to have to claim your right to something, right, to be a part of it. You have to right. decide that. So you did that. I love it. Right, and so it was just like it wasn't a question at that point. I didn't, I didn't have all my answers, but I do know the one thing I was there for was to get into that class. I get asked frequently to teach to nonprofits, schools, and organizations that are helping kids and people training in the skilled trades, and they're looking for some basics about tools. And just this last week, I was teaching some basic hand and power tools to a group of students, and by far, the number one standout tool that everybody was just going crazy over was my Stiletto Titanium 10-ounce hammer. Compared to the hammers they were given, they were just blown away by the difference in weight, and yet how powerful it was. No more torn elbow ligaments and shoulder problems. This single tool will dramatically reduce your injuries. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about why I love it so much, because this series is sponsored by Stiletto, a US-based company that I truly stand behind, and it is my absolute favorite tool. 
I've had my Stilo hammer for over 20 years and I just love it, but it is a very specific size and shape, specifically the 10 ounce smooth faced curved hickory handle. It's under $100 and the best purchase you can make. They say it has a stopping power of a 16 ounce hammer and I can verify that for sure. I can frame all day long with this. So if you already use a traditional hammer, you will love this for sure. And if you're just a beginner starting out, this will be the only hammer you need for life. So let's get into the features and why I love it so much. It's actually become like an extension of my body. So I had to really think about it a bit to list the features. So here goes. Number one, because I'm five foot three, which is short, I have short arms. So this extends my reach another full arm length. And because it weighs almost nothing, it's not heavy. So I can reach out a lot further with no effort. Number two, the weight. Because it weighs almost nothing, it is still super powerful on impact. I can use it for hours and hours with absolutely no arm fatigue at all. This includes demoing an entire kitchen, demoing trim and casework effortlessly, and of course, framing. I use it for installing kitchen cabinets and so many more things. Number three, the straight back claws let me get in close to the wall for demos. They're very narrow and very thin and they get me quickly behind the trim to remove or position cabinets. So many uses for these straight claws and they don't leave any marks on the wall. Number four, the curved hickory handle has this natural place for my hand near the end and makes swinging it a dream. I use so little effort because it has this sort of snap right at the end that that little subtle thing really helps the recoil, which brings me to the next feature. Number five, no recoil. Because it is so light, the titanium has this amazing way of absorbing the recoil and somehow concentrating your power in such an interesting way. I've never used anything like it. Number six, it is so balanced and proportional that it literally feels like it's a part of my arm. Kind of like I'm bionic. It makes me feel so powerful and I have had no injuries in 20 plus years from using it versus when I first started out in the union, my elbows and shoulders were almost completely shot in just the first couple of years. Number seven, lastly, the grip, which is so important and rarely talked about. Because most women are using a hammer that is too heavy for them, they have to squeeze their hand to hold onto it very tightly, which also creates carpal tunnel syndrome, not to mention torn forearms and elbows. Because it is so light, my grip is only tight enough right at the moment of impact and just enough to hold on to the lightweight handle. This means I have absolutely no hand tension or injury to my wrists. I can work for hours demoing a kitchen, ripping out a floor, removing all the trim in an entire house, and my hands won't feel sore at all. This is a major improvement. I remember going home with numb hands all the time using traditional hammers, and it already developed a pretty severe case of carpal tunnel syndrome. This hammer fixed all that for all the reasons above. I just love her so much, and if you'd like to get yours today, please visit the link in our Instagram bio and pick one up and support this show with no extra cost to you. I can't wait to see you post pics of your new stiletto hammer and how you use it. This is my Boss Babe Hammer, and I hope you get yours today. And then I was paired up with, it's usually three people per session, and I had a couple of really good partners, and then the other session I had the version of what you just don't ever want to be as far as, you know, in that setting. You know, pretty... Uh, 
you know, it's kind of typical guy stuff, unfortunately, back then in glass. It's, you know, it's pretty pervasive that it's, uh, it's ego versus just the process of learning. And so the other partners made up for that. And so they were super cool and they were always generous with their time and always generous with their information. And this other guy kind of wasn't. And so I figured out if I traded my time, I could work my way back into really good partners. And it's not to say that, you know, it's like to run away from a situation because definitely if you're in the trades, you can't really run away from situations like that for a very long time. You're just going to have to deal with it and find your most diplomatic you know, way of holding your, your ground, literally. But, you know, I just became friends and I started cleaning and then I got a, I literally got a job over in uh, the East Bay at this little studio called Que Pasa. And it was right next door to this other, there was two glass studios right next to each other. One was called Union Street and one was Que Pasa. And I got a job literally cleaning stairs. And so I would joke while I was cleaning stairs and I was cleaning floors and I would sing Cinderella, 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 <laughs> <laughs> while I was cleaning. Cause you know, well, I'm cleaning a scrub, you know, gruffy, mm-hmm. scrubby studio. And so I was just, I just made it kind of fun. And I, you know, I don't know if the owners appreciate it or not, but you know, I just made it interesting and fun. But what was interesting, I'd had to, so for every hour I worked, I had to work four hours to get one hour of studio time because studio time is super, super expensive. It's like, if you can find it and if you're qualified, it's typically 45 bucks an hour just to walk in the place because, you know, the glass, the gas, all that stuff. So I saved up my time, saved up my time, but then Um, Being the inquisitive person that I am, I'm always asking questions. Uh, Next door, there were these two really great glassblowers. These gentlemen from uh, Mexico were amazing. They're like the no-name, journeyman, super cool at what they do guys that were just workhorses. And I used to go over and watch them for an hour every day because that's my lunch. And so I'd watch them and I just became fascinated by their movement. It was so lyrical. It was so in sync. There was not a wasted effort. And I just was like, it reminded me of sports when I was in college that, you know, I'd been on a couple of really great teams where there wasn't any bickering. There wasn't, it just, everybody found the flow and they just created these really whether it was the team that we, you know, we were playing field hockey or softball or then watching these guys blow glass together, like just these beautiful human machines. And I just, that was so attractive to me uh, and to be lost and to just to go into my right brain and just to watch them was mesmerizing. And they were there and they noticed. And so when I got to blow glass, I'd show them my little, you know, first year masterpieces and they were very generous. <laughs> um, you know, they, they weren't very good, but they were nice you know, they, too. Yeah. They, they knew that they, that I had, um, that I was struck by the passion of it, that I, that, and they were too, cause you know, they were doing martini glasses and goblets and wine glasses and they were doing hundreds a day, mm. but they were still in love with it because what I also noticed is on their lunch hour, they were making their own work. And that's a big tradition in glass where you're given an hour or two at the end of the week, or you take your lunch hour, you pretty much just eat your lunch and blow glass. So you get an hour. And then those pieces were considered your bonus. Mm. So watching them do that, I was just like, whatever they're doing, I got to know. And then as luck would have it, my friend introduced me to a really amazing glass blower from Seattle, James Nowak. And, um, 
boy, talk about dynamic personalities. This guy had bright blue eyes. I met him at the um, show in San Francisco. I think uh, not the sofa show, but uh, it's like a like a wholesale show. Anyway, I met him, and his eyes were just sparkly. And I was just like, I don't know what you know, but I want to know it. He goes, Well, as luck would have it, I'm having I'm teaching in at Corning, New York, and um, I'm teaching surface decoration on glass. And I was like, Oh, I don't know what I got to do to go to there, but. So I, I got there, and that's a whole nother, that's a, that's a story over a couple of years. So let's take a short break, and when we get back next week, we're going to learn how to make glass blowing even more exciting by adding color with James Nowak. You're not going to want to miss it. listening to remodel your life i sure have enjoyed being with you today and if you really like our show we'd love it if you would subscribe through itunes you can always send us feedback through email at camille at remodelyourlifepodcast.com and i'll see you next week thank you for listening to the remodel your life podcast This episode has ended, but your remodeling journey can continue. Head over to RemodelYourLifePodcast.com to access all the resources, tools, and links mentioned in this episode. Until next time, get your hands dirty and create the life you want from the foundation up. And thanks again to Blue Apron. I just love cooking with them and so appreciate their support of my show. (laughs) 